Gary Thomas is a lawyer, financial advisor, and president of the Wealth Technology Group with offices at 130 Southampton Road, Westfield, Massachusetts, 01085. He's an investment advisor representative with and securities offered through Signature Investors Incorporated. Member FINRA, CIPIC, a registered investment advisor. The opinions and views expressed on the program are for general information and entertainment purposes only and not necessarily those of Signature Investors Incorporated or any of its affiliated companies. It's not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual. Listeners are urged to contact their accountant, financial representative, or attorney before making any legal tax or financial decisions. Welcome to On The Money with Gary Thomas. When you start to hear this time it's different, you better watch out. As I tell my clients, things make money until they don't. At Wealth Technology, we use financial strategies that look to provide income in your retirement years. If you've made some money, don't be afraid to take a little bit of profit now and put your money in a safe place. Visit WealthTechnology.com or call today for a personal appointment. You need somebody out there that realizes all of these factors and helps you put together a plan because it's a tough road to navigate. 800-266-6793. That's 800-266-6793. And now, On The Money with Gary Thomas. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is Gary Thomas. And of course, the name of the program is On The Money because there's only a few things you could do with it. You can make it, you can keep it, you can spend it, you can worry about it. But ultimately, it is not what you make, it's what you keep. And Randy Cook, as this market continues to grow, not everybody in Washington uh, is saying that it's going to go on for forever. I mean, a lot of people are optimistic about the so-called Trump tax plan and the Trump this and the Trump that. But some voices of caution are coming from some uh, unexpected quarters. Well, you saw this guy on the presidential debates, the Senator Rand Paul, and he is saying sooner or later this market where we've going right now is going to turn. It is a boom, just like the real estate boom of 2008, and it will come to an end. I wish I knew exactly when, so I could give your viewers some investment advice, but it will come to an end. There will be a correction. We have a huge bubble in the, in the uh, stock market created by easy money, free money. Everybody's got money. Federal Reserve will hand you bouquets of money. But there will be repercussions, and that'll be the downturn. There will be a response or reaction to all of this extra money. Okay, Gary, so a bubble, easy money, the Fed is propping it up. What do you say to that one? Well, first of all, I want to know what extra money and easy money you have, Randy. <laughs> exactly. Money falling from the sky. Uh, I, I think that many of our listeners haven't seen as much of this easy money as uh, uh, Senator Rand Paul has. But he is making a point, and, and the point is this, is that much of this market has gone, much of the return we're seeing, I believe, is coming from companies that are using this cheap, cheap money. They're borrowing it not to build infrastructure. You don't see that many new factories opening up. You hear on occasion that one company is, is making some kind of an investment in a factory, but that is not everyday news. What everyday news is, is that these companies are using the low interest rates to not invest in materials, but by and large to buy back their stock. And when you have less stock out there, it makes your earnings look better. They're paying off some debt that is probably at a higher interest rate with a lower interest rate. 
But make no mistake, even though that creates a return for the companies, it doesn't create additional productivity. So I think what you have here, whether Rand Paul is, is correct or not correct, I think what you have here is a market that has been driven by and large by companies that have bought back their stock, uh, paid off some debt. But now on the plus side, we are seeing employment numbers that we haven't seen in eight years. And I mean, this is this did not happen on Trump's watch, no matter what kind of messaging comes out of Washington. This has been built up over a period of time. Having said that, you do not stay at full employment. And we're pretty much at full employment. Now, not everybody has the job they want, but pretty much anybody who wants to work is working at something today. And so you don't get these conditions that last forever. The other thing that happens is, is when the Fed starts to raise interest rates to try to get things back to some sense of normal. I mean, this, these rates are killing savers. If you are a conservative investor, if you are a saver, I mean, I am seeing uh, people walking in with $100,000 getting two-tenths of a percent in the bank. Now, we have alternatives to that, of course. But I mean, savers fix income investors are getting killed. And so there will be this return to normal, this return where interest rates start to rise. And usually, usually when interest rates rise, we see a pullback in the market. We see bond prices basically as coupons on new bonds go up. We see basically yields on existing bonds go down. You also have the specter of inflation that can be there as as money is out there as as they continue to raise interest rates. If you have you know uh, wages go up as a result of that, trying to respond, and goods and services chasing prices and back and it keeps on going in a vicious circle. If we have inflation again. Uh, at any kind of rate, I think you're going to really get into a situation where the economy can stall. Now, just uh, there's some certain factors that you want to pay attention to. About a year ago, oil was at under $30 a, a barrel. It is over $50 today. Now, you're seeing a little bit of that at the pump. But what you're also going to see, if you haven't noticed it in the grocery store, goods and services that have to be carted in, basically it costs more. So you're going to see this fact that you're going to get this sort of bit-by-bit uh, bit inflation, and it doesn't happen all at once. You don't go from, say, 2% inflation one year to 8 the next, unless you're in some kind of third-world country. You're going to see it bit by bit, people on fixed incomes, people, uh, you know, that are getting wages that need to be improved. They're going to feel the squeeze and there's going to be a reaction to that. And at some point, you're going to see a major market pullback. We don't know when, uh, but you want to position yourself if you're anywhere near retirement and you're anywhere near at a point in your life where you have to make withdrawals for the purposes of living, you want to position yourself in such a way to at least insulate you from a part of that. You have to have some money that's going to beat inflation in the long run. Money that you're not going to touch, you shouldn't be concerned about the fluctuations in the marketplace. Money you need tomorrow or the next day, be very concerned. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas, and our number at the Wealth Technology Group is 800 266 
6793. Nobody really knows when that next correction could take place. But as Gary says, are you positioned so that if it does take place, you are not hurt like you might have been hurt in 2008? Give us a call. Let's talk about it. 800-266-6793 or online. It's wealthtechnology.com. We have a great newsletter that goes out twice a month. We'd love to put that in your email. It's free and we would love to get that to you. All you have to do is get on our list, which is Gary at wealthtechnology.com. Send us an email. We'll do just that. Well, Gary, in our investments, we know that uh, all the folks at Fidelity and Vanguard, they don't work for free. There are some fees that are hidden in there and they're very small, but they do add up. So one of the things that we want to make sure of is that as those fees are added up, they really don't take a lot away from our retirement. But the fact of the matter is it can over time. What do you know about those fees and can they really hurt us? Well, fees matter. And, and you know, let's, let's be realistic. Nothing is free. So we can't expect free. There's this whole uh, movement that cheaper is better. Well, sometimes it is. But when it comes to, to, to fees, especially in your 401k and in your retirement plan, it's been noted recently, in fact, so much so that the Department of Labor, which is, you know, the portion of, of the government that's, that's tasked to regulate uh, retirement plans through businesses, have, have put out a white paper. It's right on their website. Uh, basically just showing what the effective fees are. And as I've said before, what has happened here is this, is that it is not free, if you will, for a company to do the administrative work that's necessary to meet the regulations on, on qualified retirement plans that are offered through work. You know, pension plans, 403B plans, 401K plans, 457 plans, all of those plans are in a certain regulatory structure. And there has to be certain kinds of reporting involved, anti-discrimination tests, and other things basically to protect you as a employee, but also to make sure that certain individuals in the company aren't getting disproportionately favored in those plans over others. So the Department of Labor has put forth these regulations governing these so-called qualified employer-sponsored retirement plans. Uh, through and so you have these regulations now so they cost money all right so in the past or, or by and large companies would say all right this is a cost of doing business we will do this for our employees we will pay the overhead the regulatory overhead that's needed to put these plans in place why because we want to attract and retain uh, key people so, but the fees over time have added up to the employers. So vendors, companies that produce retirement plans come to the employer and they say, how much are you paying for administrative costs for your retirement plan? And they might say, well, we're paying $20 per employee, let's say. Uh, and then there's so much per month. And they'll say, well, we could take care of those costs for free or for $5. They'll say, well, how can you do that? Well, we'll just simply increase the internal costs, and they may not say that directly, but we'll either increase the internal costs in the plan or we'll limit the kinds of investments that we put in the plan that may 
basically benefit the the provider of the plan more than the employer or the employee. So they it basically it ends up costing the employee bearing the burden of the administrative costs from these plans. And we've seen it. So Randy, these fees are very, very small, almost not noticeable, but they have a long-term effect. Have you ever had a faucet in your home and you've ignored it. It's leaking just a little bit, just one little drip at a time. And well, it's not that big a deal and you don't attend to it. Well, what happens, you know, down the road, what happens is you get your water bill. If you're paying water tax and say, oh my gosh, I've paid so much more. Well, basically paying extra fees in the plan that perhaps you don't need to pay. It's like having that leaky faucet. It's like, and it's using resources. It, remember, it's your money. You're being nickeled and dimed on these things bit by bit. And it has a long-term effect, right? In, in the short run, you probably don't notice it. In the long run, that leaky faucet can create a big problem. Well, when it comes to your investments, you don't want money leaking into someone else's pocket that should be in yours. And that's where Gary can certainly help you out. Give us a call and let's put your investments under the microscope. Let's see what the fees are. Let's see where they're going. And let's see if there's some answers there that you and Gary can come to together where more money can go in your pocket. Here's our number at the Wealth Technology Group, 800-266-6793, 800-266-6793, or find us online at Wealth technology.com. Well, we know the importance of saving and we know the importance of having a good retirement plan so you can spend wisely. Well, let's kind of drill down on that a little bit. The difference between a saving plan and a spending plan, why are they both important? What's the differences between the two? That's next on On the Money with Gary Thomas. everyone. Thanks for staying with us. This is Gary Thomas. And of course, the name of the program is on the money because there's only a few things you can do with it. You can make it, you can keep it, you can spend it, you can worry about it. But ultimately, it is not what you make. It's what you keep. You know, Randy, at some point in the future, there comes a time where you have to start taking distributions from your retirement plan. You have to start spending some of that money because, hey, the government wants you to. And there's a big difference between an accumulation plan and a spending plan. Yeah, there's an article in Kiplinger that is pretty interesting talking about how retirees need to have a well-thought-out plan when it comes to drawing their money down because paying unnecessary taxes, fees, like we talked about in our last segment, run the risk of running out of money. So, Gary, tell us, you talk about the importance of saving all the time, but having a good spending strategy during their retirement years is just as important Talk about the importance of the two and how you help people with that secondary part. Well, here's a, a number of things you really have to look at. Number one, that you know one thing for sure, whether you're a, a fixed income investor, you know, you want things that are more secure, you're a risk taker, whatever it is, there's going to be fluctuations 
and the amount of return that you're going to receive over the lifetime of your over your retirement lifetime. So you really have to have a have a, a plan so that if the values of your account fluctuate or if the interest or rate of return that you're getting fluctuates, most of us want to be able to iron out the bumps. So basically how you allocate what you have, what you have in con- very conservative things, what you have in growth-oriented kinds of investments, that impacts actually your spending. And you're going to do different things when you're retired, obviously, in terms of how you're going to be handling your money than you did when you were accumulating money. Now, because And sometimes when we're accumulating money, we don't pay attention to things like, for instance, taxes. And so if you're taking distributions, if you're taking money from the wrong accounts, or if you have uh, assets that are, are creating taxable income to you, when you also have to withdraw money from your retirement plans, you sometimes get a double whammy. So how do you structure what you have? What you were doing when you were working and what you're doing when you're retired may be two different things. The other thing that you really must pay attention to are the costs and the dangers that are out there, unexpected expenses. Now, what we find is when people get older, things wear out. Not only things in your home, like your furnace and your roof and things of that nature, you know, how do you take care of that? Uh, Should you take an equity line? Should you take money from your retirement plan? All, either or, you're going to have a tax consequence. And so we generally lean against paying extra taxes, taxes that you don't need to. However, you may have wanted to do that earlier in your life. There's something called a Roth IRA. You put after-tax money into it, and should you need to pull money out of that, you have income tax-free money as long as you follow certain rules. So you got taxable distributions from your retirement plans. You may have income tax-free money from your Roth. You may have tax-free or tax-deferred money in other types of accounts. So you also have to balance these kinds of things. Where do you pull out money for unanticipated expenses? And the government, of course, has a chart. We talk about these things called RMDs, required minimum distributions, all the time because the government knows how long you're going to live. It's got a chart. It says if you're 70 years old, you're going to live 26.5 years. It knows, must know. But uh, any event, and those factors change every year. You need to know how to calculate that. If you make a mistake, you could have a, a, a penalty of up to 50% of what you should have taken out. So you need to be aware of that. The other thing you also want to pay attention to is the high cost of long-term care. Are you prepared for that? If, in fact, a family member or yourself needs home care, needs nursing home care, needs some kind of assistance that cannot be provided for by the family, do you have a plan to fund for that? You don't want to have, if, if you're a married couple, Do you really want to have one person impoverish the survivor because of the high cost of long-term care? What I find is is most people don't have a plan for that. Uh, Unless their parents went through something like that, we just don't seem to think about it. Well, we need to think about it as we live longer, we get old, we get sick. If we get sick, we need care. If we need care, we need to have a way of having that care provided for us without going broke. So all of that is part of a spending plan. Sometimes it's unanticipated spending, but it is spending. 
You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas and the importance of not only saving money, but once you get there, how to spend that money. The biggest fear that many people have is, did I save enough? Is this money going to last me through my entire life, through my entire retirement? These are questions. They're tough ones, but these are the things that Gary deals with every single day. Give us a call at the Wealth Technology Group. It's 800-266-6793, 800-266-6793, or online, it's wealthtechnology.com. Well, Gary, last week we talked a lot about the Super Bowl and some of the lessons that we can learn from the way the Patriots came back. And they were down so far, but they certainly came back with one of the greatest comebacks of all time in Super Bowl history. Well, now, of course, there's all that talk about Tom Brady and retiring. He's getting some pressure from that supermodel wife of his. If it was up to my wife, she would have me retire today. <laughs> she told me that last night three times. Okay. And I said, too bad, babe. You know, yeah. I'm having too much fun right now. And, um, you know, if you love what you do and you're mm-hmm. capable of doing it, I mean, I'd be so bored if I wasn't going out there knowing that I could still do it. So Giselle says, hang it up. But Tom says, no way. Having too much fun. I guess in a way, you know, take all the zeros aside. That is kind of the way we kind of look at our work lives, Gary. If you still got a little gas in the tank, you should probably stay at it as long as you can. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because Tom and Giselle are having the kind of conversation that many people a little bit later on in life have, you know, when do you retire? And we often find that, you know, uh, different members of a couple uh, have different views of when, when you should retire. And you could see, I'm sure in, in the Brady's household, it's not about, well, we don't have enough money to retire. I'm sure that they could, and, and they have enough, a long enough career ahead uh, I think, you know, once you've been basically observed to be perhaps the greatest quarterback of all time, and you could debate that, but certainly right up there in the top two or three or four, depending upon the time frame you're using, and, and that you see that, where do you go from there? And that's it. You know, you try to do another, another round when you're really good at what you do and you enjoy doing it. But you have other family members to consider. And I'm sure Tom would have wanted to have been there, there a little bit more from his mom and wanted to be home more with the children. But also remember this, that even though there's, there's generally, you know, 16, 17, 18 games, depending upon if you're in the playoffs or not, in, in the season. And uh, that's not the whole year, even though he may be thinking about it for the whole year. But I'm sure she's concerned about his health and injuries and all of those kinds of things that can happen when you're a star player. Having said that, we have to make our own decisions. And for most of us, where we have to sort of assess, do we have the financial wherewithal to retire? You want to know at that at a certain point that you do. Uh, and that's about what we do about where do I stand. Once you know, if you want to be, for family reasons, if you want to continue to work, if you're making a contribution, if you enjoy what you do, um, obviously keep on, on on working. But you really want to know before you make that decision to, you know, retire or not, you want to know and that uh, you can. And, you know, sometimes for sports figures as well as for individuals, retirement comes sooner than you want it to. Because we've seen it today, Randy, you could be a good worker, a hard worker, show up every day, not give your boss a hard time, 
and find out the next day that either technology or globalization has eliminated your job. So you need to be ready for that should it happen because it's happening every day. And once you know that you're ready, then you can make the decision to leave work if necessary uh, with a little bit of peace of mind. And that's really what planning is all about. It's really trying to uh, give you the peace of mind that you need to know that no matter what circumstances come your way, you'll be ready. Many of us have experienced that where one of our coworkers goes down to an office and comes back with a box and you wonder, wow, I, I hope that that person is ready for what just happened to them. Well, what's happened someday if that happens to you? Are you ready for that? Do you have a financial plan for that? Do you have that kind of contingency built into your financial plan? Well, that's the kind of thing that Gary, the tough questions Gary deals with every day. And we'd love to be able to have that conversation to you to put you on solid financial footing for the future. It's 800-266-6793. 800-266-6793. Find us online, wealthtechnology.com. Gary has a, an email newsletter that goes out twice a month, and we'd love to put you on that list. It's free. All you have to do is send us an email. It's Gary at WealthTechnology.com and say you want to be on our newsletter list. We'll talk more about having you know where you stand when it comes to your retirement, your financial future. Coming up next on On The Money with Gary Tom. everyone. Thanks for staying with us. This is Gary Thomas. And of course, the name of the program is On The Money because there's only a few things you could do with it. You can make it, you can keep it, you can spend it. You can worry about it. Ultimately, it is not what you make. It's what you keep. Well, Randy, there's a big brouhaha about potential tax reform. But of course, uh, I think it was Ben Franklin that said the only two certainties in life are death and taxes. So it remains to be seen when and how and what the current administration is going to do about taxes. There's a lot of wondering, a lot of conversation about it. Scott Hodge of the Tax Foundation was on Fox Business with Stuart Varney, and that's exactly what they were kicking around. What's your outlook for the timing of the tax cut package? I think we're probably likely to see something coming out of the House of Representatives by probably mid-summer, and then, of course, it'll bog down in the Senate, and with a little bit of luck, they can get something done by Thanksgiving at the best. That uh, Thanksgiving at the best, that's not what yeah. this market wants to hear. It, this no. must be disappointing to you. Absolutely. I think it should be done today. Well, Gary, as a guy who worked on the tax code, you know that those wheels tend to turn a little slowly, don't they? They turn very slowly. And uh, it's interesting because whatever you do with taxes has a, a, a logarithmic effect. I mean, it basically, you just don't know what the response is going to be. Uh, and so it'd be nice to say, look it, we're going to slash taxes. Well, whose taxes are you going to slash? Are you going to slash the taxes of the you know multinationals that aren't paying any taxes anyway? Maybe we should be giving them some money, right? 
Are you going to be making some kind of changes for domestic manufacturers to try to encourage investment? Uh, it is a very complicated situation. And as I've said many times before, that there's really two things you don't want to be seeing made. One is sausages. The other is taxes, because there's all of these backroom deals going on. Uh, all of the pressure groups are out there trying to get a little bit more. And basically, that's this kind of echo chamber that you hear inside of Washington. It cannot be done overnight. Any kind of the last major, major tax reform was done in 1986. And, and right after that, by the way, it was called the Tax Simplification Act, and it added about 200 more pages to the tax code, <laughs> not, uh, not to mention all of the regulations that came along with it. So you really have to craft things carefully. By the way, it, it, this is a lot of this, Randy, is pie in the sky. We have a growing deficit here. So if we cut taxes, we're going to have to really kind of show how are we going to pay that off? Well, one of the things that I have seen done is reports that come out by, say, the Congressional Budget Office, and they'll do a projection and they'll say, well, if you cut taxes here, uh, perhaps it will create stimulate the economy more and it will create more revenue here, there, in some other place. It's sort of like the whack-a-mole kind of situation. And so what also happens is, well, if we raise taxes here in this other uh, situation, uh, we'll produce so much extra revenue. Well, what all of these uh, analysts and the Congressional Budget Office and the people that write the tax codes fail to take in, into account is the fact that we all will change our behavior. It might take a little bit of time, but we change our behavior. I've seen it time and time again where things that were supposed to produce more revenue actually produce less. And what you did in things where you were supposed to, and we have saw some recent changes in Social Security in terms of that we're supposed to produce revenue, not necessarily going to happen. So basically, you really have to be careful here. A lot of this, I believe, is going to be form over substance. You can't rush things through. You have a Congress that isn't talking to each other right now. And basically, it can be a real nightmare in terms to try to get something done that's meaningful. And hey, don't even try. If you're just going to do something for the sake of saying, look it, uh, we, uh, we made, we reformed. And watch out for that word reform. It usually means it's going to cost you something. Uh, but by the same token, if, if the IRS finds out in November and December that there's a change in the tax code, they can't even get out the, the new forms by the time uh, the 1099s go out. So uh, it is going to take longer than you think. It has to be comp going to be compromised. Now, what they, the other issue here is this so-called uh, tax on imports that is a big sticking point in terms of a, it's not called a tariff, but it's it's basically a tax. So that is going to increase the cost to you because it's going to increase some costs to manufacturers that are bringing uh, basically goods into the country uh, to manufacture. So that's a big sticking point. I think you're going to see this go around and around and around before you get a conclusion. What I would like to see, what I really believe is very important, are provisions in the tax code that will help encourage small businesses, small manufacturers here. If you can give a tax break uh, to a small business so that he, that business owner is paying less, generally they're going to the small business, generally takes that and invests it in their business. 
unlike some of these big wigs, they don't go out and buy a $2 million painting with it. They go out and they put $2 million back into their business to create more jobs and to grow. So these are the kinds of things that I'd like to see. I'd like to see local manufacturers get a break for a change. And I'd like to basically make sure that we have some things in in place that will uh, encourage growth that I don't see right now in the tax code. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas. And if you've listened to this show at all, you know that Gary has a real passion for saving you money in taxes. That is certainly a place to look. And that conversation is one that Gary loves. So give us a call and let's have that conversation. 800-266-6793. 800-266-6793 at the Wealth Technology Group. If you have a question, if you have something on this show that you want to hear, a topic that we have not addressed feel free to send us an email, gary at wealthtechnology.com. You can also there request to be on our newsletter that goes out twice a month. That's free in your email. It's gary at wealthtechnology.com. Well, Gary, today on the show, we've talked about saving plans and spending plans. And one thing about Social Security, I know that we've talked in the past about having a Social Security strategy. I talked to one advisor not that long ago, and he said that since file and suspend has been taken away as of last year, there's not really that much to talk about anymore. Would you agree with that? Or is Social Security, there's a lot of different options out there for you? I couldn't disagree more. I think that uh, basically just because that file and suspend, and we don't need to get into the specifics of it, was a tool that basically could have increased your Social Security if you were over your lifetime, if you had the proper kind of longevity and no one really knows how long we're going to live, right? And if you were in a particular situation. Uh, This is one of the things that was actually put in in the compromise that was fashioned 30 years ago between Tip O'Neill and President Ronald Reagan to help middle-class individuals. That was taken away in order to supposedly produce more revenue. However, I'm not sure it affects as many people as you think, because as individuals are working longer and everyone is in a different situation, some of us have pensions, some of us don't, some of us just have social security, Others have, you know, some of us have spouses that are making more than we are. Some of us have spouses that are making less. Some of us don't have a spouse at all. You know, so basically making the right kind of decision when it comes to Social Security has has really very little to do with the file and suspend strategy. That was only one strategy out there that could enhance your Social Security income under the right circumstances. And not everybody would fall into those circumstances. So how that kind of guaranteed income that you can get from Social Security plays into your own, your personal plan is important. And when you should take it and what the tax consequences are of taking it uh, and if, are you still working or not? What age are you taking it? What kind of longevity is there in your family? What kind of survivor benefits might there be? Uh, what other resources do you have? What tax bracket are you in? All of that, Randy, basically impacts upon your choice of Social Security. Should you take it early? Should you take it late? Everyone is different. And sometimes what I find is this kind of information that's out there, well, you really don't have much to think about because this file and suspend provision is gone. That is misinformation. You have a lot to think about because Social Security is a key part of most retirees' income strategy. So make sure you don't make a mistake by by oversimplifying things. 
Make sure whatever you do, you've basically knitted all these factors that I just mentioned together so that you will have a more comfortable retirement than if you just picked a number and picked a time as to when to retire and when to pull the trigger on Social Security because it can make a huge difference over your lifetime when you pull it, when you take it, and how it interacts with the other investments and tools that you have for a secure retirement. Social Security can be a thousand. It could be two thousand. Could be three thousand dollars a month as a couple. And this is a big part of many people's Social Security, probably yours. And to make a correct decision on it, may take some advice from somebody like Gary Thomas. Sit down and talk to Gary about it at 800-266-6793. 800-266-6793 or online. It's wealthtechnology.com. We'll be right back with Gary Thomas and on the money coming up next. everyone. Thanks for staying with us. This is Gary Thomas. And of course, the name of the program is On the Money because there's only a few things you could do with it. You can make it, you can keep it, you can spend it, you can worry about it. Ultimately, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And Gary, uh, we're going to go someplace today for some advice that I bet nobody thought we were going to. That is, of course, the voice of Ray Charles. Ray Charles passed away in 2004, and that's his 1964 song, What I'd Say. And I got to see Ray Charles one time, and that was pretty neat experience. It was like his 60th birthday. It was, it was a pretty cool experience. But back in 1972, he was on the Dick Cavett Show, if you ever remember that. And Dick Cavett asked Ray Charles about people coming to him for advice. I don't give advice on nothing. I really don't. It's not a put-on. I, I just don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I can say to people only what I have found out with me. You see, but you got to remember that uh, everyone cannot take penicillin. You know, mm -hmm. penicillin hurts some people. Everyone cannot take aspirin. Aspirin hurts some people. So I don't give advice. I think you should go to people who are in the business of giving advice. All right. So not every advice is good for everybody. And Gary, you say that all the time. You need to go to somebody who's going to give you advice specifically for your situation. Well, that's really what it's all about. But, you know, some people are advice shoppers. Have you ever noticed that mm. when I say that? And I don't mean from a financial point of view necessarily. I mean, have you ever known people, they have an answer in their head and it may be the wrong answer, but they'll go and they'll poll a dozen people until they find somebody that agrees with them. <laughs> and, and so, you know, essentially that's probably not a good idea when it comes to parts of your life that you're really not totally familiar with. It pays to go to a professional and how can you tell that you're speaking to a professional, especially with financial advice today? You know, there are, there are people that have designations. Well, that's usually a sign that they've taken some training. 
But I'm saying when when you go in to talk to a financial advisor and make sure they're an advisor and they're just not there, you know, to sell you the investment du jour. I'm looking at this gorgeous uh, weather that we're having out here today and I'm thinking, well, I bet you there's some folks out there that are selling things because their manager is telling them, sell this and we're going to get you a, you'll get the ski trip, you know. And if somebody's really sort of pushing you to head in a certain direction, if someone isn't listening to you, then they're not giving you advice. They already have the solution bef- before you've spoken to them. When someone comes into our office, we have maybe a couple of conversations before we even come up with some thoughts. And we we also uh, have worksheets and things of that nature. And then I am going to tell you uh, what I think. And it may not be right. I mean, it may not be right for you, but we're not going to take you on as as an individual uh, and change our advice based upon the investment du jour or based upon what you want to hear. Because sometimes what you want to hear isn't uh, what you need. And so I think somebody who's you want to go to someone who's frank, uh, who lets you go home and mull things over a little bit. Uh, and doesn't push you into, well, you got to make that decision today, uh, then that's usually where advice is. You know, the, the doctor doesn't say to you, well, you need this operation. Let's get you in there uh, this afternoon. That's unless, of course, you're in a really, really tough situation. And with most financial situations, it can wait a day or two or a week, or you could talk about it with your kids or with your spouse or other significant people before heading into an area. So, but by the same token, if you are getting advice, expect that there's going to be some cost somehow because, you know, free advice is worth just about exactly that. It's free. And you see a lot of the free advice out there. You try to pull the Internet. It is really like trying to tape, take a sip through a fire hose. If you think um, good, sound advice is expensive, then try talking to an amateur. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas at the Wealth Technology Group. Find us online, wealthtechnology.com. Give us a call. Sit down with Gary and talk about putting together maybe a conversation where you can see what kind of advice Gary will give you and see if it lines up with the ideas that you have for your financial future. 800-266-6793 or online again, wealthtechnology.com. Well, here's an interesting survey here, Gary. This is from the folks called caring.com. And they went out and asked people over the age of 50, do you have a will? 40% of them said no. And this is one of the things that I know that you feel very passionate about is having the correct legal papers and having them in order. Because as you say, try dying without them. It gets to be very, very complicated, doesn't it? It can be. And and you notice, I mean, I'm just thinking, now we're not in this situation, but it's over a year later and Prince is still, they're still working on that estate. They're going to be working on it for years uh, they've been working on uh, Michael Jackson's estate and valuing it all because people didn't take the time to do things right. Now, none of us are in the position of Prince or Michael Jackson when it comes to a financial situation. At least I don't think we are. There might be somebody out there listening that is right now. But having said that, if you really care about your your family, if you care about making things a little easier. When someone passes away, whether you're 18 or 80 or 90, it is a shock to the family 
it disturbs the whole uh, path of, of human nature. It, it disturbs everything. It throws a monkey wrench into someone's life, not just the person that passed away, just the, the rest of the family. And so you really want to make things easier for them. You need to have the right kinds of legal documents at every stage in your life, not just over 50. You need to have a will that's well thought out. You need to have a power of attorney. You need to have a health care proxy, perhaps a living will, maybe a trust. You need to make sure that the beneficiaries uh, on your retirement plans, life insurance, other types of plans are up to date. You want to make sure that you have taken the time to plan for that time because it will come. And unfortunately, it comes when we least expect it. You're listening to On the Money with Gary Thomas. And as we close today, we want to make sure that uh, having the right legal papers and having all of that in order is a part of financial planning. And Gary certainly helps people every day in this area. And we would love to help you about it, too. Is if you listen to that and you say, well, I don't have that part of my life in order, give Gary a call. It's 800-266-6793. 800-266-6793. Find out where you stand and let us help you along the way. Find us online at wealthtechnology.com. Gary, that's all the time we have for today. I'll give you the last word. Well, thank you, Randy. Call our office. Call an advisor. Let's get your financial plan going. Because remember, it's not what you make. It's what you keep. Gary Thomas is a lawyer, financial advisor, and president of the Wealth Technology Group with offices at 130 Southampton Road, Westfield, Massachusetts, 01085. He's an investment advisor representative with and securities offered through Signature Investors Incorporated. Member FINRA, CIPIC, a registered investment advisor. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Gary Thomas is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. Read your contract for restrictions, limitations, or penalties.